shall I do this in a British accent? No. <laughs> Listeners are advised. This podcast contains coarse language, themes of an adult nature, and inappropriate thoughts about boy bands. <laughs> and inappropriate thoughts by boy bands, motherfucker. Hi, and uh, welcome back to this week's episode of I'm with the Boy Band. So, uh, Amy, what have you been up to since uh, last week? Um, uh... <laughs> <laughs> you, can't, you can't do it, can you? can't no. style it out and pretend like there hasn't been a three-year gap. Oh, I didn't realise there had been a three-year gap. I thought there had been a two-year gap. But as it turns out, we haven't put out an episode since the end of 2020, so... Hi, how are you all doing? We... I think we never intended on going on a hiatus, but life kind of took over, didn't it? Yeah, much like NSYNC. Yeah. It wasn't actually a hiatus official. We didn't split up. Mm. The band never, like... Announced anything. Yeah. It just happened. Yeah, life and... Because we were focused on our solo careers. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's not not true. I mean, you've carried on podcasting without me. That is true. Well, not... Yeah, that is true. Kind of. Nothing anybody on this audience would want to listen to. But, um, yeah, it's just been... It's just been a lot. There's just been a lot happening, isn't there? Yeah. So life gets in the way. We're far apart now as well. Yes, that's true. Like, it's a good... A good run between our two houses is two and a half hours. Yes. Like when you get a good flow and no traffic. So it's, and I, I'm not a fan of us not recording face to face. Yeah. Because I like the human interaction. I'm the opposite. I <laughs> like as much distance as possible. <laughs> I don't like seeing this person. <laughs> I'm like, just, I think I'm just so used to working remotely through now. Through gritted teeth that she's in my house mm. right now. I do do a completely, I've, I actually feel like we slash I are, I am a completely different person to the person that I was when we first started this podcast five years ago. Oh, absolutely. Like, and I know, I know everyone is different. Everyone came out of COVID different, but like, I feel really different, like different career, different home, different lifestyle. Everything's different now. Uh, Mine work-wise is much the same, although I have intense PTSD from the queen dying oh yeah on my birthday (laughs) happy birthday me (laughs) obviously this is about me the queen's dead on my birthday this is about me yeah um that was traumatic yes not in a oh my god i'm gonna miss her so much in a we had so much work to do and i worked 15 hour days for two and a half three weeks solid so coming out of that is I remember you saying that I you still wanted... won't let people in the office now talk about the so when Charles goes nope no, no, well, it's not going to be that long but <laughs> I, I remember you saying that you were going to retire after the Queen had died yeah that that came down to maths right <laughs> in that I hadn't figured out that she was pretty fucking old yes um and for me to be anywhere near wealthy enough to retire right <laughs> she'd need to live to about 115 <laughs> so maybe when, when Charles, Charles does die yeah. yeah okay well fair enough so we've also had a number of people contact us over the last three years well maybe not three years but certainly the last couple of years saying bring back the podcast I was when I was on the cruise which was last month someone someone that I was aware of that I follow on Twitter hi Boopsy 
um you'll be glad with that you did ask she said i used to listen to your podcast and um you should bring it back and i was like oh like someone that i followed on twitter forever since i came back into the new good thing and didn't even know that she was a listener she was like you should do it i used to love it yeah. So this one's for you, Boopsie. I do feel like we probably stopped doing it right at the time everyone else started doing it. Yeah. And and also at a time where people wanted the content to listen to. And so we fucked off for three years. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> You're, You're welcome. <laughs> Good luck with your boredom. But um, I don't want to make this a pandemic thing because everyone's sick to fucking death of talking about it. And also it feels like it never even really happened now. But post-covid we've had a bit of boy band activity there has been a fair bit going on there was some boy band activity during covid which pissed both of us off in the you all need to stay in your house and stop trying to kill off fangirls yes um but yeah there's been a fair bit anything do we are yeah. we classing that as a reunion the fact that they did a thing together yeah they, they oh they record, did a lot of things together they as well a song is that technically a, yeah they never split up they did they they just yeah, another one. one. Hiatus. Never did. Never did an announced hiatus. Um, who else is back together? JLS on tour now. Yeah, I think JLS had planned to tour. Blue. Yeah. Um, we yeah. Yeah. Do we claim blue as? We're claiming everything. <laughs> I think. Uh, boy band V, reunited last week. Yes. Might have been the week before. Yes. And V on their Facebook page. They can't have the Facebook page that is just the letter V. Yeah. V, in case you don't remember the episode on Boy Band V, uh, Champagne Superhighway, it's called. They uh, V stands for five, the Roman numeral, for those of you who never did Latin at school. Um, yeah, they can't just have the letter V as their Facebook page. No. So it's, um, I can't remember, it's blah, 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 V. <laughs> I will find it. And... V the band. <laughs> yeah. Like how X is now. I'm quite surprised that they're reunion. I think they only had three songs. Yeah. It's going to become a new kid singing that their reunion lasts longer than the original time round. Yeah. Uh, Let Loose. Well, yeah. Reunited. Well, MJP, actually, yeah. friend of the podcast. And <laughs> when I say friend of the podcast, I don't think he's ever listened to the podcast, but he's mates of ours. He's a mate <laughs> yeah. of ours in friend real life. Friend of the life. podcasters. Yeah. yeah. So he's joined Let Loose. He has. Which, Do we can, can we count that as we can't count that as a bad boy sync and let loose reunion? Can we? Not really. Let loose. So yeah, original singer Richie didn't want to be part of it. Mm. So Lee and not Lee. <laughs> <laughs> I can see his face. His name's Rob. His name's what? Rob. Oh, Rob Jeffrey. Lee Murray. Rob Jeffrey, and friend of the podcast Matthew James Payment. Yeah. They're um, doing a thing in January, I believe. Yeah, I've got us tickets. That was your Christmas present. You've just ruined the surprise. Oh, <laughs> oh God, I'm going to have to Fuck clear you. my schedule. Is it in Nottingham? No, it's oh, in London. For fuck's sake. Well, Is this a train station? MJP, if I make it down, then you're going to have to be very grateful because I very rarely leave my hometown now. <laughs> Mumble, um, Mumble dog set. You can bring the pups down and mum will look after them for the oh, night. Oh, that's... It's too hard. She'd love to see Elvis. It's too hard. It's too hard. Oh, we not just Elvis either. We've got two podcast oh, dogs now. Elvis has got a buddy now. Yeah. He's been with me two, he's been with me two <laughs> years. So, yep, they, we've got two now. But I think they're unlikely to 
feature. Elvis is a bit less reactive than uh They're currently sleeping on my bedding in front of the window, looking out for danger for us. It's a very cold, wintry evening. Do you want evening, to tell so. our listeners what the new dog is called? You can't he's just call called, him him. He's called Prince Albert. He's not, he's Bertie, Bert. So we've got Elvis and Bertie, yeah. But he's so teeny tiny. Yeah, he's a good dog. Everyone probably who listens to this follows me on Instagram. That's not true. That I know that's not true. <laughs> but a lot of people who do will have seen him on my Instagram. So I'm gonna check your number of Instagram followers. Yeah, I've got like five. Near me. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, it's been it's been a bit of a mixed bag. I've seen quite a lot of boy band. I was about to say boy band activity. Yeah. I haven't. I don't. I don't go out anymore. My first ever. gig back after COVID. I barely even go to work. To Nottingham Arena, which was a weird thing, having been yeah. away from people for so long, was to see The Wanted on their tour Aww. with Tom. Yeah. Bless so him. it was a great show, actually. And I went on my own and it wasn't sold out, thankfully. And there were five empty seats either side of me. And I just sat in the middle and I was like, I feel pretty safe here, to be fair. So it was all really well spaced out yeah. and stuff. Good. Um, but yeah, that was a good show. I've not seen The Wanted before. I met them that time years ago, but haven't seen them before. And it was great to see Tom just get up on stage and do his thing, which, you know, is was his final wish, I believe. So yeah, that was good. R.I.P. Tommy. Uh, you've had more than that. You've definitely been to see much more. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I have. I've seen Jonas Brothers at least, at least twice. I don't know if listeners will recall but back in 2018 2019 yeah we gave away tickets to see the jonas brothers play at prism nightclub in kingston yeah um and we gave the winner of our tickets was a girl called Darian, who was an american over here studying um there was the progression of your relationship with Darian. they're not married don't worry everyone no me and Darian are like best buds <laughs> it's best amazing mates. yeah she, I feel Darian incredibly and I started, left out. We started working Don't, together no as well. No one tell Amy, but I just feel that she's moved on from me now. Well, she's I've moved on Darian. from a lot of things since <laughs> anyone was listening because I worked in live music, which you probably remember. And Darian now works for that company, but I don't because I've moved on to other things. But yeah, I spoke to her today, Darian. Yeah. So we've been to see Jonas a few times together. In fact, we've got tickets to see them next june as well in london which is again is going to be a challenge because i'm meant to be in liverpool the day the next day for taylor swift so that's going to be fun um i've seen harry i think the last time we 72 times yeah i'd never seen him live and the show we had for london had been cancelled now i've seen him well i mean a lot at least six times I mean, he, he's your new boy band now, isn't he? Because yeah. you broke up with Take That. Yes, that is a long story, which I will probably go into at some point because I think it's important that I do. But I am no longer a part of the Take That fandom, which is as surprising to listeners as it is to me because I never thought that we would be in that, in this position, but here we are. Okay. So, Australia? Did you go to Australia to see Harry? I did. <laughs> Who else did you see while you were in Australia? Oh, yeah. Fucking hell. God. 
my memory is so bad. So my friend, actually, um, Jack, who's been on the podcast, remember Jack and yeah. Danny came on. Um, Jack came in from Adelaide to Perth and we went to see Backstreet Boys. We went to the box office the day of the show <laughs> and bought tickets to see Backstreet Boys. And we also, because we are boy band fangirls, happened to find their hotel it was actually very easy perth is a very easy city <laughs> for this sort of thing and um yeah so we popped along to the hotel and i think we've been there 10 minutes and aj strolled up with his minder and um yeah we had a little chat with aj which was great best also, backstreet boy but the best backstreet boy we also saw nick a couple of times we won't say any more on that and, aj's the best backstreet boy and howie d um, I believe Brian and Kevin were inside the hotel at the bar, but we we didn't feel like that was our vibe. We thought yeah. let's not go in, and that's just a bit that's a bit much. So yeah, we um yeah we had a nice little chat with AJ, and uh, it was a good show. I don't I really like to speak to Backstreet in general and just get their vibe on whether they really still love what they do. Because you know you see some boy bands on stage and you just think, oh, they fucking love this. Yeah, pig and shit right here. But yeah. I, I saw Backstreet in London 2018 or 2019. I can't remember, but it was the DNA tour and it was still the DNA tour that I saw in Perth. And I understand that a lot of their world dates got changed because of the pandemic, but they were still doing the same show that they had been doing for they probably toured that for like four or five years in the yeah. end and i just wonder if they still get the buzz out of the traveling and the touring and the performing that they used to i don't know oh, only four years is too long to be doing the same production mm. i mean harry's tour went on and on and on love on tour was the tour that never ended and there was a big joke in the fandom that we were all going to be old ladies going to <laughs> love on tour 2055 and stuff um but again that was pandemic related but he never started that tour because it was supposed to kick off in april 2020 so he just ended up extending it and it extended across 2021 20, 2022 and 2023 but like backstreet did part of the tour before and then it went on and on after. and came back to yeah same, the same places i don't know i'm just not sure that i don't know i might be completely off off um i might be completely I, off yeah but i just don't i've know. never really been able to get their vibe mm. like to watch an interview with them and go oh yeah they're you know they're loving what they're doing i i, I don't know that i've got a feeling for how, who they are as human beings right to be able to watch an interview and be and be oh he's having a bad day yeah or, I, you can chat with the new kids you can chat with take that you can chat with all these other boy bands we've met the east 17s the 911s the wanteds the you know the british guys that we kind of know and really get a sense that they are just loving life or really loving what they're doing or they've gone away and come back and they're like we can't believe we've got this second opportunity and we love every minute and we love our fans and da, da, da. and it's just so i never i you've hit the nail on the head you never really know with backstreet if they are genuinely showing us who they are or not i don't know so my boy band shenanigans have purely been nukas related yeah primarily because i can't be asked to leave the house yeah to just go and see if i like something yeah whereas before i'd be like yeah i'll go and see mcfly with you absolutely or yeah, yeah 
I'll come out and but now I'm just like I, I, I can say yes, you let's buy tickets now. But I can guarantee you on the day of the show, I'm going to come up with an excuse why I'm not oh, going to go. I've sold so and, many tickets. And I don't want to be that person yes. that's, that's letting you down on the day of a show. Right. And I know with you that you'll happily go on your own. So Yeah, or or, um, or happily not go. Yeah. So I think I've done... We've had a New Kids tour. Yeah. Mixtape Mark Two. Yeah. Uh, we've had two cruises. Been Fucking on both hell. of those. <laughs> Um, cruises are a lot feel a lot more chilled now. I don't know why that is. Um, like the, yeah, it doesn't. Well, from from my point of view, they feel chilled. There's yeah. not as much hunger to be like, what's going on here? What am I doing? What am I missing? Right. I'm like, well, if I miss it, I miss it. It wasn't meant to be for me. Right. Um, but then there's also a new influx of fans who seem to be hungrier and more desperate for it. Yeah, I think... Um, and yeah. that can send things a little crazy, mm. which in turn makes me and a lot of the people I'm with step back from it a bit more. Yeah, I get that. Because, one, I, I don't need to fight you for 10 seconds of attention right now. Go have your attention, go do what you're doing. I'm yeah. not... Like, if that's going to make your day, weekend, year, life... Go and have that. I'm not going to be battling for it. I don't care enough. Yeah. Um, and then we had the inaugural block con. Oh, which was yes. like, kind of like cruise on land. Not as many parties, not as much need for costume. Um, but the same kind of setup. There was um, a live show. Now, and, and I'm going to confess here, and I've told, I've said this to the guys as well, so it's not going to be like, oh, guess what Zoe said about you? I brought tickets to it because when it was announced, I was like, well, this is going to be an absolute shit show. <laughs> I have to be there to watch everyone lose their minds. Yeah. Because they announced things that were going to happen. Like there was um, a concert, there was Q&As, there was a prom. I was like, this is not going to go as expected. Having been to the very first mixtape festival, so before the mixtape tours, yeah. There were a few one-off mixtape festivals, and the very first one of them was a shit show. Mm. Like they suddenly announced on Sunday morning that there were going to be photo groups, and no one knew there was a photo. Half the people didn't show up because they didn't know it was happening. They lined us up in the ninety-degree heat, and it was anyway. I was like, "It's going to be like that. I want to go be there watching." Yeah, um, and it was fucking brilliant. The organisation was so good. You oh, went. It was like great. a proper conference. You went in and picked up your package with your credentials, your wristbands. Um, there was a group of VIPs, so the more expensive tickets are probably about maybe 300 people who got a photo op. So the photo op was you all went into the auditorium of this venue, you sat in chairs, you watched everyone else walk up. It was really well organised. Someone said to you, okay, your group's going to be in two groups' time if you get up. It was so good. The concert was the best New Kids concert I've ever seen. Oh, my God. That's they so good. did... Deep cuts, yeah. so many deep And it was the environment where they could do that. It's not like going on tour. You can't pull out the obscure tracks off Face the Music and the B-side on a tour because the day trippers don't want that. Yeah, The day trippers want Hanging Tough. They want the right stuff. They want I'll Be Lucky yeah. Forever. They... That's like the last Robbie gig we went to right yeah. before lockdown. The last gig we did together, I think. Oh, no, it wasn't because we saw Boys Life after that yeah. as well. But yeah, it was all the B-sides, yeah. unreleased stuff. Yeah, It was the best best show i've oh, ever seen them so do. It good so, and it was it, that was the first night so it started the weekend off brilliantly 
the Saturday they did panels and I was like, oh, this is going to be like cruise where you show up to the game show, no one's got a clue what they're doing and just sit there and they'll be a bit funny and you'll be like, yeah, okay, that wasn't planned out. They were so good. The first panel was they had um, the guy that directed their original videos Why? came and talked you through the production, how he did it. He had all these old photos that not even the guys had seen since back in the day. That's amazing. Um what was the second panel? It was good. I can't remember what it is. And then the third panel, they had um, a couple of podcasters come on and interview them. Right. Oh, the second panel was they... Um, uh, there's a super fan, not a super fan, a, an OG fan like me who works for People magazine in the US and she sat and interviewed them. Um, I think that was the second panel. Did you Someone say she sat me. and interviewed them or she sang to them? She sat and interviewed I thought, them. For a minute, I've got headphones on. For a minute, I thought you said she sang to them and I was no. like, oh, I think that was the second panel. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. I apologise. It's It was back in May and it's so we're now over six months. We're December now, that's, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's about the cusp of how far back I can remember in my life right now. Um, so, yeah. But it was so good. Prom, not as great. Mm-hmm. Um, but then if you'd looked at the events in, in advance and you'd have gone, there's 3,000 people going to sing and there's going to be a prom, you, you kind of knew it had to be in a warehouse. Right. You weren't really going to see a new kid. Yeah. And it was just about hanging out with your friends, which it was, and we had fun and we enjoyed it. So, And then the very last day they did a softball game and they gifted everyone like breakfast or like pastries and it was it was so good. So good. If it comes up again, if they do another one and you're a new kids fan... Or you've got a vague interest in new kids. Just go. It's it's the best thing. That's so good. It's so good when stuff like that happens that you, especially when you anticipate it's gonna be shit, and oh. then you're wrong. And it's like I'm delighted I'm wrong because I'm having a fucking great time. And like you say, the opportunity to hang out with your friends, like that's mostly or that's such what a big part it is, of it. Yeah. yeah such I just want to go back on the anticipated shit. I knew that it would end up being an event that I'd enjoy. Mm. I just had. This, if this goes tits up, I want to be there to see it. Yeah. Not the, this is going to go tits up. Yeah. Just on the outside chance that this is a shit show. Yeah. I, I want to... Like able... Woodstock 99. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be able to take part in the documentary. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years time. Well, everything's burning around yeah. you. Yeah. We didn't name it Fire Festival. <laughs> <laughs> And oh in fact, I did a couple so of days fun. before. Started reminding people they should go watch Fire Festival before attending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a shitbag. I can oh. only do that because I'm good friends with a couple of them. So oh yeah, totally. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'd do it to their faces so that makes it fair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, art, like you say about your memory only going back so far. Same. I know that I've seen more boy band stuff. I know I've done more stuff. I didn't go and see Busted and Hanson at Nottingham despite having tickets for two nights. <laughs> I sold them. I've seen Louis on his last tour and on his one night only and on his most recent tour. So I've seen Louis a fair few times. I think four-ish, four, five times. Uh, he gave me COVID oh, in uh, 2022. Personally? Yeah, I think he did. <laughs> New Kids gave me COVID twice. Oh, Boy bands Mixed are so tour. kind, so generous. Mixtape tour, and on both times I flew home. So mixtape tour, my roomie tested positive and went home the day before I was due to fly home. And I was like, I tested and tested, and I was negative. 
and I was like, I had one more test left, and I was like, I can't, I don't want to risk it because if I if I come up positive, what the fuck do I do? I have to stay in America. Yeah. So I flew home, still tested negative for a couple more days, and then got it really bad. Yeah, I had it. And that was the one that gave me long COVID. So if you're wondering why I have a crackly throat, if you can hear me heavy breathing, I have long COVID. So Um, fun. And then I was given it again on cruise. Absolute super spreaders, the fuckers. <laughs> oh, cruise ships are the worst place in the world. No, I just for think that new kids, new kids fans are super spreaders. <laughs> well, I went to Manchester. Just wash your hands, guys. <laughs> I went to Manchester for the first Louis gig that I went to, and I met up with my cousin who was over from Australia. First time I'd seen her since COVID, and she came and we were literally together for about an hour. And then they went back down to London after that and I went and saw Louis and then I saw Louis a couple of nights later at Wembley. In the meantime, she was like, we have tested positive for COVID, we can't fly home. So I ended up having to stay in London for like an extra week or two or whatever. Um, and meanwhile, I tested positive, I think on the Saturday or Sunday. So that was a Wednesday. Saw him again on the Friday. I also on that Friday went to a 40th birthday party with a pregnant friend and then tested positive for COVID a couple of days later. And I was like, oh, just to let you know, yeah. <laughs> I might have given you, your pregnant lady, COVID. So, um, but she, everyone else was fine. So I, I blame Louis, frankly. He's the common denominator in all of this. Boy bands? Yeah, boy bands. That's it. To, was there a boy band in China at the time it first started? That's what we need to find out. <laughs> Track back to Wuhan. <laughs> it's just Nick Carter on his oh, holidays. Oh god, no! Imagine oh, if Nick Carter, was, oh. Nick Carter was the source of COVID. <laughs> <laughs> also, let's just get this. Um, Other boy band members may have been the source of COVID. We're not let's out. just get this off the table as well, because I think we need to be transparent about this. Uh, Nick Carter blocked me on Twitter. And I love this. You carry on. I'm going to have a drink while you tell the story. I, I, I discovered Carter. that Nick Carter had blocked me on Twitter. When Aaron Carter died, and Aaron followed us, often followed us, um, I took to Twitter, which I'm also no longer a part of. So Facebook's gone, Twitter's gone. Um, but I, I think the word is called X, X now. now. X, formerly Twitter. Uh, but as you say, you can't just Google V, you can't just Google <laughs> X either. Yeah, Erin Carter died and I was like, oh, that is re- obviously really sad. He was really young, very troubled individual, um, but really sad. And as any nosy boy band fan would do, I thought, oh, I'll have a peek and see if Nick has said anything because he was meant to be performing in London that night with the Backstreet Boys, blah, 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 blah. So I went to Twitter and it said, Nick Carter has blocked you. And I was like, oh, I wonder... I wonder what I did. So I went to my tweets to search for Nick Carter's name to see what I had said. So I was like, he definitely hasn't heard me slagging him off on the podcast. Obviously, he doesn't listen to this. Although now, having discovered that he searches for his own name on Twitter, I think maybe he does listen to the podcast. But yeah, the only thing that I could find was a tweet from about 18 months to two years prior saying... Nick Carter is the worst Backstreet Boy, and he wasn't tagged in. It was just, it was just. Uh, so anyway, he searched his, his own name. So I was blocked. So when me and Jack Did he search his name, which think he has someone well, that searches his name for. Yes, him. that it's one of those two things. I think uh, neither of them are really great, are they? Neither of them paint him in an amazing light. But okay, um, like I'm some common internet troll, which which I am. Well. When me and Jack went and saw him in Perth. 
I was very tempted to go up and ask him why he'd blocked me. But um, he was surrounded by a lot of very officious, enormous security men who apparently saw and two yeah, two small women in their 40s look like threatening characters. So, yeah, whatevs. Anyway, I think we've done enough I Backstreet Boys gender stuff. and age should not limit you no. from being a crazy stalker. Right, okay. You could very well... Be a 95-year-old with a walking stick. <laughs> yeah. And still be a danger. Listen, I've read, I've read the Thursday Murder Club. I know what they're like. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing book recommendations. I think we both agree that the entire Thursday Murder Club series by Richard Osman is... So, so good. good, so good. Love it. Do you know what? I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed to us doing a book podcast instead of a boy band pod- podcast. Oh, okay. Right, welcome back. Hi. What what are we what's happening next? It's Christmas. It is Christmas next. <laughs> yes. It is Christmas in approximately 3 weeks. We um we didn't put your tree up, Amy. That's what we were going to do today. We were going to go buy a tree. I did not do that. Have you got a fake tree? No. <laughs> so we're not... You won't have any Christmas decorations this year? Uh, well, I mean, there's still three weeks, so... Okay. It, I, it could I wanted, still happen. I wanted to help. You know what I'm like with the Christmas tree. You know about our, the, how we do family Christmas tree. That on January the 7th every year, as we take the Christmas tree down and put it away... Is that Twelfth Night? Yeah. Well, no. So Twelfth Night's technically January the 5th. Right. By the time we get all the stuff off the tree and it's probably January the 6th or the 7th we decide on our colour theme for the next Christmas so that we know all through the year what it's going to be so we know what things to look out for so if we go and see baubles tree ornaments in the sale we know what our colour theme is and we'll be like oh yeah we definitely need some more silver right and I'll sorry can people email in and tell me if this is a normal thing it's or absolutely... the expression on my face as so he's telling this story <laughs> it's it's justified it's absolutely not normal right in our garage we have very large plastic tubs of christmas tree ornaments separated by color so this year we're doing um red blue and silver we're going back to our classic british icons christmas tree theme for which our tree will be in the colours of the Union flag. Red, white and blue or red, silver and blue. And we have things like little post box ornaments and telephone box ornaments and little I was, soldiers. I was and... totally ready to mock you, but that sounds wicked. <laughs> it, it, look, we've done it before. Yeah. It's one of my favourite trees. We can't do it every year because it's too much. I mean, you could do it every year. Good. So last year we did, I think we did um, like a Scandi Christmas Right. So it was red and white, so like little um, wooden ornaments and knitted ornaments. and but we have every colour you could possibly think of. I like it. One a... of my favourite ever. We did a teal and silver one year. Yeah. Or teal and black is really nice. Yeah, I'm not a fan that of those. That matches kitchen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I really like a classic red and gold. Mm. Mm. I'm not big on a gold ornament. Yeah, oh, I love it. I've never been big on gold, though. Oh, I, like, I don't it. like gold jewellery. Oh, I love it. Um, so when you're putting your Christmas tree up, yeah, are you a what do you put on? Do you put on a Christmas movie in the background? Do you put on Christmas songs? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I don't have a Christmas tree every year. Bar humbug. <laughs> I have got a bar humbug hat. 
<laughs> I have a bar humbug hat as well. Yeah. I we may have given each other one of us. Mm. Is it black with? It is. The white fur. I may have yeah. given it to you. Mm. You may have given it to me. I don't know where that is, but I should dig it out. You should be my Facebook profile picture every Christmas. Try. I just put the bar humbug up. I've had it. I took the picture about 20 years ago, so I, I couldn't know. use it now. I know exactly which picture you mean as <laughs> well. Because I look really young in it. Maybe I'll do it. And I'll be like, no, I took it last weekend. What are you saying? Well, I can't, I'm not on Facebook, mate, so you're oh. not hiding it from me. I am... Um, I'm going to try and get into the Christmas spirit this year. I had a conversation with our friend uh, Ashley Quinn from Girl You Girl, Alone Were You podcast, Alone. They're back. Which is back also. Because NSYNC are back. Yeah. And she does a lot of Christmas decorating. She basically vomits Christmas on her house. So, and, like Katie, Katie does the same. Yeah, and I was like, I'm the opposite of this. But... I'm going to try really hard to get into Christmas because I love Christmas. Are you home for Christmas? You're you're back at your parents at Christmas, aren't you? Yeah. So there's, I suppose there is a slight element of you don't need to because you're not going to be here on Christmas Day. Yeah. Yeah, there is. That's right. Whereas I, in our house, it always used to be tradition that we wouldn't put the tree up to Christmas Eve. But you see, you're still in the same house that you had all those lovely childhood Christmas traditions. Yeah. Whereas... I am not. Yeah, and your parents aren't. And either. my parents are not. Yeah. Exactly. So ours, ours used to be the tree would go up Christmas Eve, and I was discussing this with Mum the other day, and she said, "Well, you know why that was, don't you?" And I was like, "Because you were mean." Uh, and she said, "No, it's because she used to go to Marks and Spencers on Christmas Eve. We used to have a real Christmas tree. She'd go to Marks and Spencers on Christmas Eve and buy them when they were reduced, or she right. couldn't afford a Christmas tree." Makes um, sense. Um, so I was, I was always a stickler for that tradition. It mm. used to be. I don't know. if this was probably pre-you. When I was very little, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory used to be on every Christmas Eve. Right. So the tree would go up, we'd watch Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Mum would make mince pies Yeah. while the kids did the tree, Yeah. and then we'd go off to Midnight Mass. Now, that sounds lovely. And if I still had the same traditions that I did with my family as a kid, I reckon I would be more into Christmas. Yeah. But it's just so removed from Christmas now that... Yeah. We don't do that anymore. So mm. Molly's very big on when can we put the tree up, when can we put the tree up. And during, I, I was always kind of like, it feels too early, it feels too early. And during COVID, I was like, actually, I get so much pleasure out of those little twinkling fairy lights. Yes. That, that I do like, go whenever. I do like the like, fairy it's lights. Just, it's just so comforting. It yeah. makes it feel like home. Yeah, and agreed. So now I'm happy for them to put it up whenever. Yeah. So you don't put on a Christmas album. I'm not into Christmas music. No, I'm not. I like the classics. But um, I know where this is going, by the way. Obviously, I know where it's going. I know, I know what the, <laughs> bo- the, the podcast, podcast topic is. is. Um, I'm not into boy band Christmas See, songs. I, I, in my head, I am. In my head, I love a Christmas song. Having just sat for five hours listening to boy band Christmas music, what I've discovered is... I like the idea of a Christmas song. Mm. I like the... I, I even have a jumper that that's my December jumper, which is which says New Kids Christmas Album on repeat. And actually, when I think about it, I don't know the last time when I listened to the entire New Kids Christmas Album. Isn't there like a lyric on a jumper you've got? Like, have a... F- a... Have a funky, funky Christmas. There you go. Is that yeah, a New Kids song? That's a New Kids... That's off the New Kids Christmas Album. Right. Um, is it any good? Funky, funky Christmas yeah. is fun. Okay. It's not a classic that would make it onto the radio every year, or no. that you'd hear in a you might hear in a supermarket, maybe. I mean, as someone who's considerably 
into boy bands and has never heard it (laughs) (laughs) i can't imagine it would make it into a supermarket but yes I'm gonna play. The, I'm gonna play into you as we do this episode. Right. So Christmas boy bands. Yes, we're a bit more sophisticated than we were coming to this. So we're seasoned professionals now, <laughs> and we know that we're allowed to play you small clip it, snippets of songs. So you're welcome, by the way. Uh, so where do you want to start? Do you want to go chronologically? Do you want to go with the first as significant the person Christmas? who's just spent three days researching this entire topic? I'm going to leave it in your hands. Okay. See, I don't know what the answer I don't know how I want to do it, which is where the problem is. So uh, let me start with the Christmas album that I am most familiar with. Okay. Which was uh, New Kids on the Block, Merry, Merry Christmas. Right. Which came out in 1989. Albums, albums, albums. New Kids 1989, Merry, Merry Christmas. Which was an entire album of... It wasn't just a, we'll do a Christmas single... It was an entire album of Christmas songs that they recorded in September. <laughs> no, they recorded in... I take that back. Go back, go back. Um, they recorded during their 1989 tour. So it was the middle of summer. Yeah. They recorded this in hotel rooms. I told you this. I was telling you this in yeah, the car yesterday. Like one day used to, yeah. That they would put mattresses up against the walls That's in the bathroom it. of the hotels and record it there. Um, and it was released... In September of 1989. What? First of all, I have some questions. First of all, why? (laughs) (laughs) Actually, all my questions are why. All my questions start with why. Why do a Christmas album in the first place? What is the thought behind that other than ka-ching, money? In fact, I've answered my own question. And second of all, why release it in September? I don't know why September. They were kind of riding the crest of a wave and I don't know perhaps if the company thought they might, not still be a, Christmas. they might not be around by Christmas. Who right. knows? Mm, yeah, maybe. Um, they, they were following... So New Edition did one four years before them. Right. Um, so it was... Yeah, basically, it, who do we blame for this genre of album? So New Edition's Christmas All Over the World yeah. was their first album after they broke away from Maurice Starr. Got it. Who had been their manager and they split up with him. So that's when they started making bad decisions, is what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and it was the last album that featured Bobby Brown right. before they kicked him to the curb as well. Okay. So this or he quite... decided he didn't want to fucking do Christmas songs. <laughs> maybe maybe, yeah, that, maybe was that was it. What a okay. trip, because he was quite in... I think part of the problem was he was dabbling in drugs. What a trip if they were like in the middle of March recording Christmas songs and you're a little bit high. Mm, I think you have to be high, to yeah. be fair. So, so maybe it was Maurice's answer to... New Edition did one and my band can do one. Yeah. It's for Christmas albums, having been through and looked at how well they all did, it's one of the most successful holiday albums ever. Oh. And it Which, has. What, the New Edition the, one? No, the New Kids, the new one. kids one. The New Edition it. one didn't chart. Oh. Um, it only had six tracks. New Edition, this is. That is um, That's more of an EP, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, a couple of covers. Um, a couple of classics and then some that they a couple of they'd written themselves which weren't the best ones on the track yeah and they released two of them this is still on new edition um as a double a side single um which was it's christmas all over the world and all i want for christmas brackets is my girl and that's my favorite one do you know what that song does to me 
makes me realise why I don't like boy band <laughs> Christmas songs. Why I don't like boy bands. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be a, a, a bit of a bummer of an episode <laughs> if you're just going to be like, no, fucking hate that one. It really is. It really is. <laughs> anyway, that didn't chart for New Edition. Shocking. Four, four years later, 1989, so New Kids, their Christmas album, released a single which was called This One's For The Children. Okay. Which is... Has dubious lyrics. Oh. Um, it was written by Marie Starr. It went to number seven in the US and number nine in the UK. Wow. One of the few Christmas tracks to chart both sides of the pond. Yeah. I don't. I, ha- I don't hate that as much as the new edition one. I don't think it's the best one off the album. It was the single, but I think my favourite one off that album is probably. I last night I saw Santa Claus is good, or I still believe in Santa Claus. Okay. Um. That feels like a lie, but okay. No, no. <laughs> Amy is not impressed by last night I saw Santa Claus. What is the what's the issue with? Let's talk about the lyrics to this one's for the children. There are some people living in this world. Oh, right. no shit, Sherlock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's the part, the first part of the <laughs> yeah. sentence. Yeah. I think this is also. Hold on. There is many people are happy, and many people are sad. That's it. It's just, yeah, we know. Yes, yes. that is a fact. Uh, Danny also has a massive problem with this one's for the children based on the fact that he only appears in the video twice. <laughs> <laughs> it's the video is, it, they, the, the, it's the, and it's the director that appeared at BlockCon. He um, went off travelling and filming lots of kids and he says there's a kid in a stripy jumper that is in the video more than he is. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Danny. Danny. It is funny though. Yeah. Um, okay so that was a new kids christmas album um so album wise those are the ones i'm most familiar with mm. but we're all there's there's some some just tracks like single releases yeah and i i don't know that christmas number one is a big thing in the states as it is over in the uk oh no it's a, but in it's, the uk yeah having the christmas number one is like the pinnacle i don't think it is anymore but I, it certainly yeah. was since it became a streaming thing yeah yeah, since the music industry yeah. changed, stop licking. Having the Christmas number one was basically you had the best, biggest single of the year, basically. Yeah, well, it, it was, was the biggest moneymaker, I expect. Yeah, because people were going out buying it for each and other And also, for people remembered the Christmas number one yeah. and all that stuff. You so. know, there's Wikipedia pages about it. People still talk now about the who's got the Christmas number one. Which is the reason why X Factor was such a bust, because every year Simon Cowell would get his new act, who'd won the X Factor, to get the Christmas number It was timed specifically for the Christmas number one slot. Um, and everyone rebelled and voted and went out and bought um, Rage Against the Machine one year to make that number one instead of whichever <laughs> joe McEldry or whichever yeah. x factor winner it was that year so so, anyway. so for, for british boy bands mm. um it's a target it's a thing to achieve I, I guess for the american ones it's just having holiday tunes out that get played what would you if you i was to say to you name a boy band christmas single oh well there are two that are always gonna spring into my head first is last christmas by wham yep and second is stay another day by e17 which is not even really a christmas song other than the fact they've got sleigh bells on it and they play it every christmas and they're wearing fairy hoods in the the video video. oh it's a great video yeah so the only boy band ever to be to uh, get the christmas number one e17 Wow. Yeah. And their single was the seventh best-selling... Hang on, I'm just trying to scroll down to where I've written it down. 
uh, the seventh best-selling song of the 1990s. Blimey. Um, but yes, yeah, Stay Another Day, a classic, not written as a Christmas song, written no. by Tony Mortimer about his, the death of his sister. Right. Oh, um, puts a different spin on it. Yeah. But still a beautiful song now and still constantly played. Every Christmas. Uh, and we're talking 20, 30 years on from when it was out. 94-ish? 94, yep. Um, and it won Tony Mortimer and Ivan Novello. Which is basically an Oscar for songwriters. Like, <laughs> that's the best way to describe it, isn't it? What an Ivan Novello is. Well, it's a bit like, I mean, I would probably compare it to a Grammy more than an Oscar, no? Ivan Novello? Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the most prestigious award you yeah. can get as a songwriter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Tony Mortimer got an Ivan Novello for that. Wow. Uh, last that Christmas. Either. Yeah. Did not get to number one. Wow. But still, probably the most recognisable actual christmas song written to be a christmas number one written about christmas and when george michael wrote it he wrote it with the the aim of this will be yeah it's a, a number one great christmas record. song yeah it's a great, great video song. great video it's just a really it it's a really warm christmas song you just there's even a there's a game isn't there every year where people try not to hear oh yeah Last Christmas. Whamageddon. Whamageddon, is that what it's called? It's called Whamageddon. You have to go from December the 1st as far into the month as you can without hearing the original version of Last Christmas played anywhere. That's so So if you go into a shop and it's like a a Muzak cover track, doesn't count. Right. It's only if it's Wham. Yeah. And people turn that on its head during COVID saying, I'm not, I enjoy this Christmas song and I want to hear it. So they turned Whamageddon on its head where they played it as like every day as much as they can because it oh. made them happy. Okay. But yeah, Whamageddon's still a thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> also, had a film made about it. What love? Like the, they took the premise of the song and made a film which is That's called right. Last Christmas. They fucking did. You're and right. And it's such a the film is so good, such a good Christmas film. In is fact, it on Netflix? Um, it's on Prime, and Who's I in it? bought it. It's it's unknowns. I, I've purchased it if you want to sit and watch it later because okay. that, it makes me cry oh. every time I watch it. You know, you get those films, you're kind of like, I feel like I need to cry. Yeah. What can I, it's one of those. Oh. It's so good. I recommend it to anyone. It got slated when it came out. Oh, totally. As as being, you know, a really shit storyline, but it's so good and such good fun. Yeah, that's, so, all, that's all we care about is that it's good fun. We watched Office Christmas Party last night, by the way, guys. Uh, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman fan. And Jennifer Aniston. we both are. We both um, sat here completely fangirling. It was brilliant. <laughs> it was, re- I mean, it's dreadful, but absolutely hilarious and well worth the watch. Yeah, so, we're yeah. having a little bit of a Christmas movie marathon. Amy then made me watch another film, which I kind of ignored because I was writing yeah, our next Stone. episode. Yeah, it's not the most uplifting of Christmas films, but I do enjoy watching it. I just love the dysfunction. And then I made element. Amy watch Bad Mom's Christmas earlier. I watched part of it before I went out to feed my horse, but yeah, it, I did enjoy what I saw. Yeah. Mm. We'll have another bit of a marathon later. Yeah, we will, defo. So, if we ever get through this episode. <laughs> so the boy band, I would have thought, and i controversial, I will have the argument to the death, declaring these a boy band, the Beatles... <laughs> They are a boy band. I've argued in the office over it. Well, the whole, the whole. Oh my god, do we really need to revisit this? No, the we whole don't. Mania we don't. thing came from them. Fucking yeah. hell. So, we go. so I would have thought they had a Christmas song. I did 
deep dive and there's one that comes up on youtube which wasn't an official christmas song every year they would record a single which is just them giving messages to members of their fan clubs which got sent out just to fan club members okay and there was one a very annoying little tune which was called uh christmas time is here again that was on one of those things but it wasn't an official single release right okay and you you'd struggle to find it so um but we do have paul mccartney yeah and John and Lennon. Yoko oh, did yes. Happy Christmas War Is Over, yeah. which again, depressing, still one of my favourite Christmas Same. songs. Same. I love it. And Paul McCartney. Simply having a wonderful, wonderful Christmas time. I mean, I don't love it, but it is a classic. And and would you also count Paul McCartney and the Frog Chorus came <gasps> out at Christmas, got to number six. Oh, that bum, is... Bum, bum, bye Bum, 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 bye I'd call that a Christmas song. That, that makes me feel Christmassy. Yeah. But okay. that could be because that was on at Christmas. Yeah. Uh, okay. See, this, oh, Elvis. The nostalgia of Christmas. Right, you're caught up in my microphone wire now, mate. <laughs> there we go. The nostalgia of Christmas is returning as we're discussing this sort of thing. Okay, so that was, a, that was 1984, the Frog Chorus. So the same year as last Christmas. Right. Um, I also think there was a Slade one out that year. I should have pulled up the entire chart. Do you know what, that what we should do? But, is so have you know a look at... but the the one that kept Wham off number one. So it was released. George wrote it. Knew it would be a Christmas number one. The song that kept Last Christmas off number one. one. Band Aid. Oh, of course, it was fucking Band Aid. It was nineteen eighty four. Yeah. The, well, yeah. We'll get into the take that thing later. But it might be interesting to do a rundown of. What 1980 to um, it was they wanted a Christmas number one take that it was yeah. the first year they really were getting number ones they'd had their number yeah. one with Prey and um, yeah I, 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 it feels Christmassy to me yeah it didn't um, make it to number one same year <laughs> Bad Boys Inc Walking On Air which again not about Christmas released for the Christmas market interesting they got to number 24 right so Bad Boys Inc friend of the podcast Matthew James Pateman in case you don't remember, of course you remember, we mention him every week. Nineteen ninety four. Every week, haven't done it in three years. <laughs> but you and I still talk about him every week. <laughs> Do we not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, we're not obsessed with you, Matt. I promise. We are obsessed with you. Nineteen ninety four. E seventeen. Stay another day. Number one. The only boy band to ever have a number one Christmas single. Um, and here it is. So where I was trying to find my facts earlier. The fourth biggest selling boy band song of the 90s was Stay Another Day. We didn't discuss what kept Take That off the number one spot. Oh, what kept Take That off the number one spot? I mean, I know the answer to this. (laughs) Because Babe made it to number two. And um, what was that number one, Amy? Again, well, this is my, this is very, um, very, very niche UK. Yes, specific to the British audience. Um, Mr. Blobby. Should we add Mr. Blobby to the 
boy band Christmas song playlist we've created for listeners on Spotify. That's absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I mean, he's loud and he's lairish and loud enough to oh, be in a boy the worst, band. The worst, yeah. Are you still, are you bitter over Mr. Bobby because he kept taking that off number one? No, I just think he was horrific and scared When the did the million love songs come out? 92? But when in the year? Because that oh, feels Christmassy knows. to me as well. Yeah, I don't think so. don't know. What was the video? Is there snow in the video? No. Okay, not Christmas song. And that's kind of it for boy bands releasing things to be Christmas singles. Mm. It's not... There are some, some noteworthy mentions of boy bands singing Christmas songs. Yeah. But nothing releases Christmas. So, One Direction... One Direction? <laughs> one, one, one Direction. <laughs> on their tractor. <laughs> Uh, one Direction uh, well, did a version of you were you were doing it in the Mr Blobby voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was such an old woman laugh. Uh, <laughs> they did a version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town on the Jimmy they Fallon did. show. Uh, the Wanted sang White Christmas for an MTV promo called Twelve Holidays. Uh, McFly. Have also regularly performed Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Yeah, they love it. Uh, Midnight Red did Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, which I think is an NSYNC song. Yeah, I want to say it is, yeah. Um, Gary Barlow, 2021, put out a Christmas album, which, which we tried I, to listen to last night. You never heard I of it. I didn't, didn't remember. We didn't started remember. listening to it, didn't like it. Yeah. Robbie Williams, 2019, I want to say his was. Christmas Presents. Yeah. I loved that. We just played some bits of it earlier. Oh, it's good. My favourite one of that was one called Coco's Christmas Lullaby. But the whole album is completely listenable. And in that kind of like, am I, do I want to dance around the living room as I'm decorating the tree? Mm. It's one of those, like you could put okay. it on. Um, and there are other Christmas, so Christmas albums. Uh, Boys to Men, Christmas Interpretations. I texted my friend, Natalie. I... I Swear to God, I'm no word of a lie when I say I listened to three to four hours worth of boy band Christmas songs. <laughs> While and, I was out, by the way. And I started to um, just gloss out. It was like, uh, it was some kind of torture. Uh, should the um, CIA or MI5 be looking for a new new way to torture people? I say putting them in a room and just playing boy band Christmas albums at them has got to be up there with the water torture or the thing where you put um, splinters under their fingernails. I'm so pleased you're saying this because you used my YouTube channel to watch a lot of these videos. So my algorithm is now going to no, exclusively I did, I did, be... I, I did switch to Spotify once I realised that YouTube wasn't playing ball with me. Okay. Um, so the Backstreet Boys have had a couple of Christmas albums. I asked Nat to, to let me know what would be the two if she was adding Christmas boy band Christmas songs to a Christmas playlist. Yeah. Give me two or three of the boys to men ones she's not replied yet um but i will add them once she lets me know i will add them into our boy band christmas playlist i've done the same with hansen oh there's a boy band christmas playlist on spotify guys yeah um hansen has an album called snowed in in 1997 and then another one in 2017 called finally it's christmas mm, finally sick had um a holiday album called home for christmas that one sold two million copies NSYNC fans are pretty hardcore, right? Yeah. And that's where... So my new kids, new kids Christmas album on repeat shirt, I got the idea for that off Ashley. 
Right. Who's got one that says NSYNC Christmas album on repeat? And I loved it. Um, Ashley's good at giving us Christmas yeah. ideas. <laughs> 98 Degrees in 1999. Right. One called This Christmas. And a single of that called The Gift, which also didn't chart. That feels really recent for 98 yeah. Degrees, doesn't it? Um, 2022, A Very Backstreet Christmas. Uh, it was an album that was originally scheduled to come out in 2021, but got delayed due to COVID. Yep. And it also had um, a Christmas special on ABC to go with it. Right. So they do this Christmas. Uh, it was called A Very Backstreet Christmas TV production. Um, it was scheduled to go out on ABC in 2022 when the album eventually got released. Um, but it was pulled following some allegations about one of the members of the Backstreet Boys that we're not going to discuss um, which, yeah he's there's a defamation lawsuit over it so we're not even going to touch that um, and the other one which I discovered earlier when I turned to you and went text Derry and find out if there's a Jonas Christmas song um, was, <laughs> and I was like there definitely will be yeah Jonas Brothers 2019 like it's Christmas I fucking loved it um, and that's it so uh, honourable mention to New Kids on the Block who released um Thankful Unwrapped in 2017, which was a re-release of an earlier EP called Thankful with some Christmas tunes on it. I would just like to interject at this stage and say this is like a boasty moment and I don't care because Zoe never, is never going to say this, but I'm going to boast about it because I can. Um, when we went to see Mr Wahlberg one year in New York and he took us into his green room or his dressing room or whatever he calls it on the set of wherever he was. It's called class, Blue classified, Bloods. Classified information. Know, it, wasn't, it wasn't Blue Bloods, was it? It was when we were doing Rock This Poster. No, it was... No, that was a different time. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was when he was doing Blue Bloods and we went to the studio and um, he played us some of the tracks off that EP. Yeah. And I think... Before they were released. Yeah, I think that's my favourite Chris, boy band Christmas song. I just love it. It's got a very, it's such a 70s, my childhood Christmas era. It's a 70s feel about it. Daddy's voice and it's so great. And I, I, I think I'm going to spend some more time listening to the two or like some of the Robbie stuff that I liked and that Jonas one. I'm waiting for Jennifer to tell me what the decent Hanson tracks are, mm. which will also add into that playlist when we get it. Great. But yeah, if you're looking for something to dance around your living room to as you decorate your tree or... Don't decorate your tree if you're Amy Long. <laughs> then so uh, head over to our Spotify when there's a nice little... We'll, we'll link it up on our social media as well. Excellent. Well, let's have a short break and we'll be back with the actual number ones from 1980 to present day. Oh, okay. What a good idea. Yeah, do it. Okay, during the, <coughs> during the break... We've had an update from Camp Hansen. Yeah. My contact in the Hanson fan base, who has come in to give her recommended Hanson songs. They had two Christmas albums, so there's lots to choose from. Yeah. Jennifer, thank you, Jen B, uh, says, finally it's Christmas, is the definite one. And then depending on what mood we're in, yeah. uh, at Christmas, Joy to the Mountain. That sounds very I was just going to say that. Is it just the word joy, though, that makes that happen? The mountain. Um, blue Christmas. Oh, saucy. Um, and everybody knows the claws. Oh! <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that loud scream. Oh, shit. <laughs> 
I got dive bombed by Elvis. Elvis. Oh, oh dear. my goodness. Welcome back to the podcast, Elvis. Holy shit. <laughs> oh. Okay, and I have an apology to make to our listeners. Because in my in-depth research that Very. I carried out, yeah. um, I omitted to simply Google what the list of UK Christmas number one singles were. Yeah. As in the, sing- what, what have you discovered? the singles <laughs> that were number one on Christmas Day throughout the years. Yeah. What I have discovered is that despite them not actually being what we were classed as Christmas songs, there are many, many boy bands who have had the Christmas number one spot. Right. With songs that aren't Christmassy. Well, let's run through the, what so, the number ones are and you can put You want to go right ones. back to the beginning because there's a lot of Al Martino, Frankie Lane and Conway Twitty. What, what year are you looking at? 1958. No, Conway we're not Twitty. going back that far. Let's go Conway back Twitty's as far as... Conway Twitty's one of mum's favourite. Anyway. Let's go back as far as we believe boy bands have existed. Uh, 1963. Yep. The Beatles, I Want to Hold Your Hand. There we go. Not a Christmas song. Not a Christmas song. 1964. The Beatles, I Feel Fine. Not a Christmas song, but I'm seeing a theme here. <laughs> 1965, The Beatles, <laughs> Day Tripper, Double A Side with We Can Work It Out. Yep. These are all banging songs. They are. I love a song where you just need to be given a few words from it and it's in your you head. You know it, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, 1966, Tom Jones. The Green Green Grass. I'm not saying Tom Jones is a boy band. I'm no. going through the entire list. No. Uh, the Green Green Grass of Home. Uh, very classic. Welsh. Breaking up the Beatles, who would have had a record-breaking run, mm. because in 1967 they were back with Hello Goodbye. Oh, another great song. Uh, 1968, The Scaffold, <laughs> Lily the Pink. Oh, what, I was so, going to say I don't know who that is, but I absolutely drink, know that drink, song. Drink, 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 the pink, the yeah. pink, the pink. We used to sing that the in school assemblies. Of the human race. Because she invented medicinal compound. Most efficacious in, in every, every way. way. In every way. Uh, 1969. I Controversial. Rolf Harris. <gasps> two little boys. Oh, fucking hell. Skip <laughs> Not a Christmas quick. song, but oh my God. <laughs> The fact that that goes down in history as a Christmas record. Oh. 1970, Dave Edmonds, I Hear You Knocking. 1971, I had this one. Not in 1971, it was before I was born, but I had a copy of this record. Uh, on 78. Do you know what 78 is? I mean, yes. It was what became before 45 RPM and 33 RPM was a 78 RPM. Mm. Uh, 78 I had it on uh, Benny Hill Ernie the fastest milkman in the west that's hilarious Ernie Ernie drove the fastest milk card in the west okay not sure appropriate for a child but sure <laughs> 1972 boy band adjacent Jimmy Osmond long head lover from Liverpool right yeah the Osmonds 1973 Slade well here it is Merry Christmas yes. Merry Christmas everybody 1974 Mud with Lonely This Christmas Oh wow yeah okay I know that song too So I Some think, of our sure Christmas should... number ones were Christmassy I'm not sure we should sing all of them <laughs> No probably not uh, 1975 Queen with Bohemian Rhapsody Oh Bo Rhapsody We could sing the whole of that right now though <laughs> <laughs> Make it a four hour podcast Yeah 1976 Johnny Mathis When a Child is Born Oh uh, yeah That's quite a religious song But also nice That reminds me of childhood Yeah yeah. yeah. 1977 Also again Boy band adjacent Wings 
with Mull of Kintyre. Yep. 1978, this reminds me of being a kid. Boney M, Mary Boy, Mary's Boy Child. Yeah, that was my birth year. <laughs> Pink Floyd, this one's super Christmassy. Pink Floyd, another, Nin- bri- another brick in the wall. 1979. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 1980, you'll remember this one. St. Winifred's School Choir. There's no one, one quite like Grandma. grandma. <laughs> I knew it's so funny. Oh my God. That's such a British song. It is. It is. Grandma, <laughs> we love you. Oh, it makes me feel so. Do you remember the other one? So Claire from St. Winifred's School Choir. Oh, it's horrible being in love when you're eight and a half. Got your picture on my wall. Got your name upon my scarf. Oh, it's horrible being in love. Horrible being in love when you're eight and a half. Do do. Do, do, oh do, do, my do. god anyway oh my 1981 god. the human league don't don't you want me don't you want me that's not christmasy no 1982 renee and renato save your love my darling save your love i mean i save don't your love right 1983 the flying pickets only you okay i'm trying to remember how the it was an acapella. Uh, 1984, as we've spoken about, Band Aid, Do They Know It's Christmas? Yeah, still played every Christmas. Yes. Uh, 1985, Shaking Stevens. Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah. 1986, Jackie Wilson, Reap Petite. <laughs> uh, 1987, The Pet Shop Boys, Always On My Mind. Oh, what a, I mean, the Elvis version is the better version, yeah. but yeah. 1988, Cliff Richard, Mistletoe and Wine. Yeah. 1989, Band Aid 2. Do oh, they yeah. know it's Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 1990, Cliff was back with Saviour's Day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, 1991, Queen with Bohemian Rhapsody again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 92, Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You. I mean, that was number one for the whole of that year. It was forever. Pretty much all of my childhood, that was number one. Yeah. <laughs> that or Brian Adams or Meatloaf. Yeah. Uh, 1993, Mr. Blobby with Mr. Blobby. Yep. Blob, blob. <laughs> 94, as we've spoken about, the song that I claimed was the only boy band ever to have a Christmas number one. Um, <laughs> Stay another day. Stay another day. And I can't, I can't even argue that it was a, E17 it was a Christmassy one. It wasn't. It's no. A Christmas song. It's got sleigh bells on it. 95, again, boy band adjacent, Michael Jackson with Earth Song. Oh, not a Christmas song. No. 96, Spice Girls, Two Become One. 97, Spice Girls, Too Much. And 98, Spice Girls, Goodbye. Oh, that's taken us on a lovely little journey of the Spice Girls history, hasn't it? Those three songs. <laughs> <Yeah. in a row. laughs> 99, Westlife with I Have a Dream. Oh, fucking hell, Westlife is yeah. a boy band. Right? Who knew? <laughs> that is a cover, but most of Westlife songs are covers, so... Uh, 2000, Bob the Builder, Can We Fix It? Dreadful, yeah. 2001, again, boy band adjacent, Robbie Williams and Nicole Kidman, Something Stupid. Great song. 2002, Girls Aloud, Sound of the Underground. Great song. Now, does that take us into the beginning of... That's pop stars, the rivals, so... so 2003, Michael Andrews, Andrews and Gary Jules, Mad World. Is that... Yeah, all around me are familiar faces. Is that it? Yeah. Put that at Christmas. I wouldn't put that at 2003 either. No. Uh, 2004, Band Aid 20. That's right. Busted were in that. Do they know it's Christmas? Yeah. 
And then that was I think the one where Dizzy Rascal rapped a bit, and everyone was like, "What the fuck is this?" Uh, 2005, I think, is when we enter the X Factor years because that's Shane Ward. Yes. That's my goal. And then we go Shane Ward, Leona Lewis, Leon Jackson, Alexandra Burke. Yeah. And 2009, as Amy mentioned Amy, uh, earlier, was when everyone rebelled against the X Factor Christmas number ones and it was Rage Against the Machines, Killing in the Name. Killing in the Name of, yeah. So, yeah. Which is a great song, by the way. So okay, great. Because we, we do go through like a century of lad baby being number one, which is, we don't want to... No, we don't talk about that anymore. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it's as big of a deal now as it no, used to be. No, and but... things kind of changed with streaming, didn't it? So it wasn't yeah. a matter of... Because it used to be the, the, the Christmas number one was... If you were on Saturday Superstore or going live on a Saturday morning, mm. the day kids got their pocket money mm. or their Christmas spending money... If you'd performed that song that morning, they'd go out that lunchtime and buy that record. From R Price or W. Yeah. H. Smith. Yeah. yeah. Or oh, Woolworths, actually. Yeah. Woolworths. I bought my first ever album in Woolworths. Same. Five Star. Oh, no, not Five Star, Bucks Fizz. I, I was going to say, Five Star lived in Camberley. Yeah. I've, I've anyway. definitely told the podcast before <laughs> that one of Five Star was caught flashing in the toilets opposite my school. <laughs> definitely mentioned that before. <laughs> We can't okay. remember anything we've discussed before in the podcast, by the way. So sorry, guys. Yeah, we're repeating ourselves repeats. a lot. But yeah, she said that in yeah, 1994. Well, so that concludes our very special episode, Christmas episode. Yeah. Of I'm in the Boyband. Do we decide on our favourite ever Christmas boy band song? I I like December Love by New Kids. If you're making me not choose a New Kids one, yes. then I'm half... I'd struggle to pick between Last Christmas and Stay Another Day. Yeah. Because Last Christmas is a classic and everyone knows it. But Stay Another Day was like me at peak boy band. Like I was, what was it, 93, 94, did 94. you say? So I was 19, 20. Yeah, I, I'd struggle to choose between the two of them and both of them would be on a, like, a happily yeah. crank them up in the car if they came on the radio. Not that I listen to the radio anymore. No, we listen to podcasts. <laughs> oh, do you know what we haven't mentioned? E17 have got a new Christmas single out, which we listened to earlier. It's called Merry Quitmas, and it's... It's uh, a charity single. It's a charity single in aid of cancer, which we... Presumably in aid of cancer research, <laughs> rather than... <laughs> rather than in aid of actual cancer. Yeah, I, I, I will figure out what charity it is. I enjoyed it. I thought I was going to hate it and I really it's liked not, it. It's not going to be a chart hit. No, but it's quite fun. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. E17 these days, of course, consists of the only ex- original member, the only OG still in the band is... Terry Coldwell. Uh, our mate Terry Coldwell. Yeah. Who we should tweet, actually. We should send him a message. Well, not tweet, someone, Instagram where he's obsessed with us. <laughs> we're terry. never gonna get them on the podcast if we keep slagging them off. <laughs> I'm not slagging them off i love terry so much great well um it was fun i enjoyed that yeah it was fun it feels like it's been a while <laughs> it's been three years so yeah. yeah but it's uh yeah it's nice i mean let's test the water see how this comeback um is received you do another one i mean we could do another one we should do another one yeah. You spent two years strong arming me back into doing, we should do a podcast, we should do a podcast. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. 
And now I'm here going, we should do another podcast. It's really wanted an opportunity just to chat. Let's just chat. I'm not talking enough. Let's just chat. Yeah, no, okay, all right. Well, let's do, let's, let's, let's push on. Do do another episode, do a boy band specific episode as Uh, is our The boy band chart. Yeah. Oh yeah, the chart. Yeah, that's right. The chart. I need to remember how that works. I think McFly is still number one on the chart. So yeah, let's do a boy band. How did the Bay City Rollers never have a Christmas record? They dressed in tartan. Literal. They literally dressed as Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) I think tartan is only considered Christmas if you're not Scottish. Oh okay. (laughs) I feel like tartan is just a Scottish thing, not a Christmas thing. (laughs) Okay. Maybe we consider. Scotland a Christmas thing I don't know but it's the Balmoral connection isn't okay. it that's what it is yeah. um, Edinburgh fireworks but yeah I think okay well let's do it let's pick a boy band and, and crack on who do you want to do I I mean we've only got big ones left yeah we've done all the the nitty gritty and if we're going to do a big one and we're going to do it at Christmas uh, it's got to be 17 or wham it has got to be 17 or wham you want to toss a coin or do we just leave it leave it at that and then we'll surprise them next week okay next week <laughs> not next week <laughs> next week you heard it here guys next week we'll be coming at you with um a boy oh, band podcast the, the first proper podcast of our comeback tour comeback tour <laughs> this is just surprise after surprise for me at the moment <laughs> this is i don't tour. think you can be any more surprise than I, I just was, was when Elvis leapt at my face. <laughs> he just wanted to be involved. He just wanted to be involved. Okay, well, apparently we're doing a comeback tour, guys. So it might be the shortest comeback tour <laughs> in history. But if you have enjoyed this episode and you do want us to continue and you are keen to hear more of us shiting on about boy bands, then let us know. We're on Instagram. Uh, I'm with the boy band. All right, okay, good. We're on X. We're, oh. we're Elon Musk's Elon Musk's ex. I'm not his fucking ex. <laughs> Actually, I kind of am because I deleted Which my is Twitter. <laughs> at, I believe that's at the Boy Band Pod. I think it is the Boy Band Pod. Fucking hell. Um, or you can actually email us. Yeah, the Boy Band Pod at gmail.com. We also have a TikTok. Did you know that? I what? <laughs> we have a TikTok. What is that? Which I believe is also I'm with the Boy Band. We've got a TikTok. Oh, guys. Also, oh. there's. <laughs> There's some merch out there. There's some I'm with the boy band merch out there that isn't us. I was literally about to say that. Oh, if you really? come across the website I'm with the boy band.com, it's not us. It's not us. Someone stole our name and is selling boy band. Yeah. Like, go with for it. Merch. We didn't come up with it. It existed no, before like, we picked it as a podcast words. name. Yeah, they are. And words. if you put the, the effort into creating merch without it, good for you. In fact, go. Everyone go and buy a t shirt from it. <laughs> I mean, don't. Spend your money on other stuff that is more yeah. filling <laughs> but yeah the i'm, but the, I'm do, with the boy we we website is not us no it's not us we want to be really clear that but is the, not us. The, the the instagram why have i developed a stutter i don't know i also um leave us a review on apple podcasts and rate us and you know in the past i used to beg for five stars i was like no i can't handle it leave whatever you like or don't review us i don't care i say review us <laughs> apple gets <laughs> such a shock they'll be like hang on why did this go from one review <laughs> in 2018 and then all of a sudden there's 50 reviews in 2023? 50. Wow. Don't review us to the new year so we tick over to another year. Yeah. <laughs> it's another year longer between yeah. our hey reviews. Hey guys, also, podcast is five years old. Oh, in January? Yeah. Oh. 
We should yeah, put, I mean, out, put out a best of. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. A best of our last two episodes. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't know where the original MP3s for the other ones are. Right, okay. I think We're I, rattling on now, sorry. I think that's it. I think our, we're done. Our theme song is... <laughs> Fire and Lights? Fire and Lights? <laughs> Bye. Our theme tune is Dance With You by Fire and Lights from the Songs About a Girl trilogy by Chris Russell. Visit songsaboutgirl.com.